This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into the weekend, everybody. It's time for The Odds Couple. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're here with you each and every Friday, and then you get the encore replay on Saturday. We're The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And uh, thankfully, Mike, the Bears are on by. We will not be tortured as Bears fans this weekend. We get a weekend without the Bears. I think uh, we all need it for our psyche right now. Well, yeah, and you know what? Everybody wants to go back to the guy that should have never left. And I saw your tweet this morning, Carmen. Hi, everybody. It's good to be, be on again today with my buddy, Carm. And you said, you know what? The Bears were lucky early. And my point is, okay, then why, why stop the luck? Why, why change things? And I wanted Bowles to come off the bench after the Atlanta game. I wanted him to come off the bench repeatedly after that if he had to. But they decided to make a starter of him. And now they're backed into a corner in a way. And, and I got to ask you one thing, though. Is anybody, because I haven't heard a whole lot about it. But couldn't the Foles rolled to the sidelines the two yards without bringing out a gurney? That's what and I basically, thought. because I know a couple of former football players who told me basically it was unacceptable. You walk off the field under your own power if it's a hip pointer or something like that. He must have been scared. He must have been punchy after taking the beating he did. But that was another thing that I'm, I was just puzzled by because I thought he was out for the year. Now we hear he's day to day. It looked bad. I, I agree with you. It, it was kind of surprising to hear that that's what the injury was. Maybe, wow. Who knows in the moment, though, Mike? You're, like you just said, maybe it felt a lot worse than it was. He was kind of punch drunk uh, just the way the last couple of games have gone. Maybe something in the moment he felt like he really did something that could have done permanent damage to his mm-hmm. head. I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to know. And, and I wouldn't I, – Look, Nick Foles. You has don't been want to question a, a guy on you injuries. Don't. You don't, but you I don't mean, bring he, a gurney out for a hit point. He's been hurt a lot. Let's face it. Yep. You know, and, and he seems to. I don't think there's ever been a, a reputation around Nick Foles where he's not a tough guy. That's why I tend to want to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was surprising to hear though that it was a hit pointer and he had to be cuttered off the field. I mean. Uh, that that that, that was because I'm with you. I thought, well, you know, that's it for Nick Foles. Gale Sayers wasn't carted off like that. He what, he tried to walk at least first. I mean, guys, injuries like that. But you know what? It doesn't matter anymore because that was just a, a, a another weird climatic thing that happened to him and what has happened to this football team. Uh, the defense is good enough. I think it, it, it. Here's what I do know. The Bears would have been up, I think, 10 to seven, ten to 14 points in the first half had Trubisky started only because he can get away, and that seems to be the theme. Now, my theme is let's see what happens with him from here on out because you know what's really something, folks? He may end up saving Nagy and Pace's jobs. Oh, the same guy who I'm understanding, the same guys who I'm understanding had a conspiracy-type thing already set in the summer until COVID hit where Foles was going to win no matter what. No doubt. Because I talked to a guy that went to the practices. I I talked to a guy that went to the practices. He says, I'm trying to figure out besides one or two practices when Foles looked better than Trubisky. Mike, I have no doubt in my mind that you're right, that they had it not been for COVID, there's no way 
Nick Foles doesn't start. And he might and we might have less than five wins. Uh that could be. You could be right about that. Or we might maybe he had gotten off to a good start, but but I'm telling you, this whole thing is stunk from the beginning. Uh the COVID thing hit, the abandonment of Trubisky, Nagy taking a, an undefeated team. I talked to Mark Potash this this week on my mm-hmm. Bears Barroom uh, podcast. He told me he couldn't find when a quarterback's been pulled after three and no start. And he also told me through 44 games, he did the research because he's sick like I am, mm-hmm. got a lot of time on his hands, that Ryan, uh, that, that Trubisky in 44 games at this point is better than Tannehill was at 44 games. So like I want to everybody to stats. keep that in mind. I, yeah, I'd like to – like, and I trust Potsy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would oh, and like I know Tannehill had more yards side. and stuff. Yeah, I would like to see that side by side. A lot of people yeah. think he will be the next Tannehill. Um, th- I'll tell you this. I mean, this, we we know that the season's come off the rails here, obviously, but not yet. It, it well, it's there's I mean, three wild card teams. We're one back. They could one have, back. Look, there could be eight playoff teams this year. And if so. we beat Green Bay with Trubisky, Foles will never be seen again. And hopefully, Trubisky, we can make up that one game. We're not out of it with that defense. And if we can get some semblance of offense or put in the quarterback that at least you won with, we got a shot. That's the problem. They have no semblance of an offense. And I would just uh, remind everybody that even through last year with Trubisky starting every game, the Bears' offense was one of the three worst in football. Right. I mean, it's just I don't know how it gets better offensively. I'll tell you, though. But it like, wasn't the worst in football. They were like damn this, close. Like we have with folks. The last four weeks, there's no defending it, though. I mean, no. you're right. It, it's atrocious, and it really makes Matt Nagy Listen, look bad. Gonna, Mike. How long have we been buddies for a while? Yes. We're close. We're Italian. We stick together. But between the Cutler thing, the Foles, I'll get to Trask with you and Luke Pergande next uh, next week. Maybe he you should take good. a little. Maybe you should take a break from the talent evaluation for a while. Oh, I love Trask. Don't get me wrong. I I do. I I think. I mean, you guys. Uh, told I, I don't me think he's going to win the Heisman. It, but I, well, no, you don't. He's second now. Yeah, he's I know. Second favorite. You guys had him as as a hobo last week. No, and, stop and, it. And before that game. He was throwing five touchdowns a game. But you know what I know convinced you? That you went against him. I did. I did. Well, I did. That kid was good. Uh, but I never said anything about his talent. I, I, I don't. I, and from terms of handicapping, I, I, I you know, you that's said different. it was a two-horse race. But, Mike, that's Jones. not because of his talent. And by the though, way, Mike. Mac Jones, I don't know. He's McElroy to me. I don't but, understand. But, Mike, Mike, picking the Heisman Trophy, that's not evaluating a guy's talent. I mean, the Heisman, most of the time, Heisman Trophy winners don't amount to squatting the NFL Well, yeah, anyway. and the Florida ones especially. Uh, but, but, I do, but I do like Trask, in all honesty, and I, I, I think he's been I just tremendous. want to know why it wasn't a three-horse race last week. Because he's been playing good football, but I understand he's a system. Maybe he's a system quarterback, and we've mm. seen that from Florida, from Steve. I mean, from, uh, from uh, what's his name, the guy from, that I love, from, from Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews, yeah. Steve Spurrier, you know, a, a George Myra back in the day. People don't remember him, so it might be that way. But I just think now he's not, he's a number two Heisman guy. But I don't think I don't even think that he's a system quarterback because it, it's so different. Like back then, you could say that about certain schools or certain coaches. Like mm-hmm. now, teams play such a different style of offense. Even the college game, everything's spread, everything's fast. I like. I don't know that he's just a system quarterback. I think he is good. He really I do think Kyle Trask is I mean, good. Since I mean, last year Burroughs was great. This kid, the way he's played the first five, six weeks, 
Doesn't look that far from what Burroughs looked last year. It's weird. Their numbers are their numbers at Florida are amazing. And uh, amazing right now. But too. you know what? We don't want the Bears to take any of these guys because really it's it's got to be the organization. I mean, you, you just don't make mistakes like have been made. We we don't have a running game. Although I'll say this: Patterson, Patterson, and 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 Lamar Miller, to me, looked quicker. Found the holes. The offensive line looked a little bit better. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but last week, and, 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 and maybe Montgomery, like I've said before, is the issue here. I have no idea, but the running game did look a little better. Would you agree? The best run, uh, I mean, they averaged 2.4 yards per carry. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> Never mind. Maybe, but the best run of the night was that one from the rookie, Artavis Pierce, the undrafted yeah. rookie out of Oregon State. Yeah. That was the best run of the night. If anything, Maybe you give him more of a look. I mean, why, yeah. at this point, what do you have to lose if you're the Bears? Well, you know? if like, you're Nagy, you got to talk. You got two weeks now. You probably got to play Trubisky. I mean, if they play Foles again, I don't know, Mike. I, don't I know mean, if they do. play Foles again, then they're they're afraid to admit they made a mistake, and they're not man enough to go up to Trubisky and say, "We're going to see what we got with you. We screwed up." He's not the right quarterback for the for the line we have. You have better escapability. You were having a decent season. We just thought he would be better because of seasoning. You got to try to talk Trubisky back because I think Trubisky's confidence. I think Trubisky's made more money sitting, honest to God, for next year than he has playing. He might want to protect his shoulder and not even want to get back out there. And you got and because I know this: shoulder. if I'm New England next year, even if I'm Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater, if I, there's about five, six teams that will look at Trubisky, there are. Yeah, there are teams that'll be interested. I just don't know how many would look at Foles. Not many. Nope. You got to be desperate, and uh, <laughs> the, Bear, the Bears. Like, were, I, the Bears were desperate, and that's why they went out in and their minds. For Foles. In yeah. their minds. I wasn't desperate. We were sailing. But but they, in their minds, they had this pre-concocted regardless of what happened. So they decided to go he- ahead and do it. And now we got a mess. We yeah. got a mess in our hands. They, they, that's for sure. They, yeah. they, have, they have, without question, made a mess of the situation. Absolutely. Right about that. Because the offense is uh, regressing. And I can't and, uh, blame Pace for everything. He goes along with Nagy on this quarterback thing with Foles. Because Nagy's got the history with Foles. But Pace has gotten Rokon Smith. He's made some pretty good draft picks. It's the quarterback situation that at the end of the day, if it doesn't get straightened out, regardless how he picked in other positions in the draft and, and filled some certain positions with really good talent, he's gone if they don't figure this out soon. Pace has done well on the defensive side for the most Absolutely. part, but it's offense that has just been a nightmare. And those yep. first three first-round picks, like to swing and miss on all three is what's really going to haunt him. When we come back, we'll talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. No. Yeah, we'll see what's hot at oh, Prop, prop Swap. Trask, please. That's right. Oh, but yeah, I bet you those tickets are selling now. You can get it a good price at Trask yep. now after last week. And they've got uh, – Florida's got Vandy this weekend. Oh, so my God. Ten pad the stats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Alabama is a, is a 30-point favorite, oh, too. Know. I with know. their quarterback, so I mean, you know, know. Fields has Justin Fields has the the toughest game of the weekend. Indiana looks like the toughest team out of, and look know? how many points they're getting. I know they're laying twenty. You know, Ohio State's laying twenty points again. Is Indiana against, for real? Well, maybe. Well, what is it? A picket game? No, they're getting twenty. Twenty. We're that gonna, sort of that sort of tells you something in a way. But what time's that game, Carm? That's an 11 o'clock game. There you go. I'll stay away. Last week I go undefeated because I didn't pick a damn 11 o'clock game. (laughs) We better stay away. Uh, We'll continue to uh, work our way through the board here. we got to get after a lot of NFL games and some Big Ten games, so we'll talk about all that, plus Luke Pergandy when we come back next. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValgo on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000. Every Friday night, if you uh, ever miss the show, you can catch up on the podcast. It'll be up right when we're done. Just download the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay on Saturday morning from 8 to 9 as well. So Carmen DeFalco, Mike North, rolling along with you, and we are joined by our guy Luke Pergandy. Oh, PropSwap. From PropSwap. He joins us now, and uh, boy, the Masters had to be fun for you guys last weekend, right, Luke? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, not enough people sold their Sung J M tickets because ah. uh, they they certainly could have. <laughs> could have sold those. I mean, you could. I mean, you know, Cameron Smith tickets, things like that, yeah. right? I mean, there are probably a lot of good ones you could have sold last week. Yes, yeah. Uh, Paul Casey had a good Thursday. A couple guys inquired about selling their Paul Casey tickets. They did not. Mm. Uh, but you know, congrats to all the customers who bought DJ tickets. We probably paid out. $30,000 worth of Dustin Johnson tickets, so it's a good weekend for them. Yeah, you know what, and uh, we talked last week, Luke, and you guys, you and Carm, uh, deservedly so, because he wasn't in the picture, although I couldn't believe that uh, Kyle Trask wasn't in the picture because he's thrown five touchdowns a game since the beginning, but I think last week was his coming out party, and you you guys said basically it was a two-horse race, and, you know, Mac Jones... He might be another McElroy. He might be a system guy. Who knows? But Trask has really shown up. What was the action like with that? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. He has. Um, that that Heisman race is, is – we, we always get a ton of action on the Heisman Trophy. And mm-hmm. This year it's looking like no exception. You got a – it's now a four-pony race. You got Trask at 2-1. to one, You got Fields at plus 250. Trevor plus 275. And then Mac Jones at 3-1. to one. I mean, wow. flip a coin – you know, because that's it is. I've never seen a Heisman race this tight uh, going into December here. Uh, you know, the award's going to get announced in like three weeks, and you still got four guys, all of an extremely legitimate chance of winning this thing. Wow. So that thing's wide open. Look for tickets there. Kind of reminds me of last year a little. I mean, even though Burrow was good pretty much from start to finish, it was about this time uh, where he really just completely distanced himself from Jalen Hurts. Because remember, I mean, the kind of year Hurts was having uh, last yeah. year, the numbers were insane. But uh, I mean, Burrow just would not slow down. They kept getting better and better. And with every big win, he just kept shooting up that board until it was uh, like a foregone conclusion uh, leading up to the Heisman last year. It kind of reminds me of what Trask is doing this year. He really has been tremendous all season. Yeah, yeah. I, he came out of nowhere. He was. You could have found him at seventy-five to one odds, even a hundred mm-hmm. to one odds uh, at the beginning of the season. So, you know, it's this, like in my opinion, this is a perfect time to sell on Kyle Trask. Is is right now? He's got a cake walk this week against Vanderbilt. Um, you know, I, I still think it's Trevor Lawrence's award to probably lose. I realize that he has sat a couple of games, but 
I think you said two weeks ago, if he sat two games, it would be tough. You said last week that Trask wasn't in the race. So we're jumping around a little bit here because let me ask you, Luke, Trask, did it take that game on on the national stage last week? And that's what it was. Yeah. To really wake everybody up about this guy when the stats were overwhelming. Sometimes I guess it's that one game, isn't it, that really alerts everybody that everybody's watching in mass. Yep, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It, they're all they literally are all in the two to one. So you got plus two hundred, and then the the underdog, you know, is mm-hmm. Mac Jones at three to one. It's That's amazing. It's a really tight race. Yeah. Um, so if the question is sell sell a Florida quarterback <laughs> at odds of two to one, yeah. you know, in in November, and, and you got him at a hundred to one. Oh God! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know that's that's a huge profit. Yeah, absolutely. All these, all these other guys have been low odds the whole year. That's right. You know, that's so exactly cool. right. You got Fields at four to one. Now you're selling a two to one. There's not a ton of profit to be made. But a guy like Trask, if you yeah. can sell your hundred to one ticket this weekend, sweet, oh. sell it for sixty times what you paid for it. You know, that's a huge profit. Absolutely. Uh, how about real quick before we let you go too, Luke? How about NFL MVP and uh, you know uh, back on the right track? I'd say for Russell Wilson after last night. I mean, the numbers weren't gaudy, but he was super efficient. He was good. He didn't turn the ball over. That was a big win for them. Um, what's that race look like right now? Yeah, uh, kind of similar story to the Heisman. You got three quarterbacks all neck and neck. Mahomes is now the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes is now plus one fifty. You got Russ at plus two thirty, and then Aaron Rodgers at plus three forty. Um, how about do you guys see the Colts are favored this weekend against yeah. Green Bay? That's, yep. that's kind two of and a half the three to point favorites. Uh, and, and you know what's funny about Russell Wilson? We've been hearing a narrative that he's got nobody. I watched this Metcalf oh, yesterday. GK, he's please. like he's like Terrell Owens. On uh, you know, I mean, he's my God, who says he's got nobody? He's got Lockett. He's got Metcalf. Yeah. Got an unbelievable offense. He's got a damn good group of yes. receivers, and you're hearing oh Russell Wilson doing it alone again. Are you oh, kidding no, me? That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. No. He's, I no, mean, he's great, Matt but they've got a talented, they got a talented oh, yeah. group. Yeah, no, I, I think DK Metcalf has made himself a lot of money this season because oh, he yeah. is one of the top receivers in the NFL now, and he's he's here to stay. Um, Luke, yeah, it's tough. We, I mean, I think Kyler Murray still has a chance. I realized that he had, he he might be injured. I don't know what's up with his shoulder. His shoulder, couple, yeah. Uh, yep. The, you know that throw he missed to Hopkins. I was just a little dink that he should have just nailed him, and and he missed them. Um, so his shoulder might be something up to, to monitor. Uh, I still think the Cardinals are very much alive in the playoff line. I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. It's just, it's a fast offense. They have a ton of weapons. This guy, uh, that tight end Arnold, like he came yes. out of nowhere and had a decent night. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, but, I mean, the Cardinals are, are very much alive, but, um, to your question about the MVP race, it's, it's again, it's, it's a really a four pony race, just like the Heisman. You got the four quarterbacks just all battling. I think if Aaron Rodgers comes out and dunks on the on the Colts this weekend, he's he's got a really legitimate chance. Especially after last year, the the down year he had. We we always talk about like it's much more difficult to win an award that you just had a really good season on, because you know analysts might be saying, "Well, we didn't pick him last year, and he kind of has the same season as last year." But Aaron Rodgers, you know, had a down year for twelve. Mm-hmm. And he's having, you know, he's playing incredible. So I think if they can, if they can do some work against the Colts and continue, he's got a very legitimate chance. And 
you know, it's tough. What do you, what do, you do with Mahomes, who just all he does is pass for four to five touchdowns a weekend? He's playing against the Raiders team on Monday night. That's, you know, the team that they might even not get a team out there with how many COVID cases they're having. Um, so it is it's a wide-open MVP race, just like the Heisman. It's, it's good for PropSwap. Luke, it's great for PropSwap indeed. Loki. Check out PropSwap.com, and we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Oh. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good weekend. See you, Luke. You too. There's Luke Pergandy. You, guys, you two guys reinvent history. You, the two of you. Last week it was a two-horse race. But this Mike, week it's but Mike, a four-horse Mike, race. Mike, it's not reinventing anything. It's what the odds are. The I odds understand were, that. But it's you're not treating them like anything. The odds like were was, it was it was a two it was a three-horse race last you week. You had them like Charles Grodin tied to a pipe in the boxcar in Midnight Run. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I've I got my too. I've got my Rogers MVP ticket that I'm holding on to for now. I should probably sell that. Maybe I will this weekend if he has a good weekend. They are the underdog, a small underdog going to the yeah. Colts. Uh, but the Packers seem to be drawing a lot of interest from the Sharps Let to maybe not something. only cover but win outright, Mike. Let me ask you something on this. You're right, and we talked about if they win, he gets stronger. What happens if they lose in Indianapolis? You can you you're going to say why didn't I sell the ticket? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is, this is a point. Wait a minute. They're favored with Aaron Rodgers? And, and, and really, Green Bay's in pretty good shape? And Indianapolis has just been sketchy of late? So you're yeah, taking a chance this week, I think, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, this look, they could. this is the kind of defense that could give them trouble. You're right about that. Um, the Colts are legit, I think, with that defense. I haven't been crazy about Phillip Rivers' year. They did no. impress me. In Tennessee, I thought that win was pretty good. They've got a little extra time to prepare for this one. Uh, for what it's worth, the Packers on the road this year have been very good. They're 4-1 against the number on the road this season. And Rodgers has always been pretty good covering against the AFC, even though he didn't last week, and Mike was all over that game with the Jags getting all those points. Oh, my Ro- God, 13 Rogers and a half. Is, you thir- I mean, that was a gift, right? Yep. I mean, uh, and you ca- that thing was a beauty. Uh, Rodgers is still 31-19-1 against the number against the AFC in his career. Wow. So a lot of sharps on the Packers By the this way, weekend. Trubisky, uh, Indianapolis might be another destination for him next year if the Bears don't franchise tag him. I'm just I, they're not going to franchise tag All right. him. Well, he was never supposed to start again either. No, I think <laughs> people thought you. he would because Foles would get hurt. But I don't know if they thought he'd start because Foles just stunk. It looks so bad. Daddy was Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon Jr. <laughs> Can you imagine if they? Wait, I've seen him. a lot. I've seen every Bear quarterback since the '60s. He's almost as bad as the worst one I've ever watched, Jonathan Quinn. That's how bad he's been. Fold, I, yeah, I'm he's not been bad. You. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're right. Quinn's probably the worst. Oh my God, was he horrible? He was horrible. He couldn't have played at Lakeshore Park. Luckily, he couldn't that, have played in the bar, the Rust Street Bar League. It was Come awful. On. Luckily, yep. that was uh, short lived. Very short lived, my friend. Yeah. How about uh, how about uh, the uh, Bengals and the the Washington football team? Uh, Washington's a little favorite this weekend since he's been uh, terrible on the road. Oh four and one on the road mm-hmm. uh, this year. They've covered a few times, but oh four and one on the road. You're basically picking the winner here. But mm-hmm. Washington with Alex Smith. You know, they didn't win, but they came all the way back, uh, almost forced overtime, and looked pretty good in Detroit yeah, last week. I had no play on this game. I, I, I told you today with Jeff Miller that I did uh, on Twitter give everybody Pittsburgh last week because I yeah. took the more experienced quarterback, both men from Ohio, Burrow and Roethlisberger. The only problem is Ben's been play, played in a lot of high-wind games before. Burrow hadn't, and uh, that was the uh, that was the difference. Uh, that was the first time Burrow looked a little bit befuddled, uh, and by Pittsburgh, I keep saying they're not a team that's going to go under 
undefeated. And no. we always have a team that goes 8-0, 9-0 every single year, and everybody starts getting crazy. And in the meantime, Zonka is, is chilling his champagne, ready to be still the only undefeated team. But I got to give Tomlin credit. Pittsburgh looks like a well-oiled machine in this very odd 2020 year of COVID. Would you be on the Jags again like you were last week? They're getting 10.5 at home against those Steelers, but is this a good scheduling spot here for Jacksonville catching those points? The Steelers might be looking ahead to Thursday night's game at home against Baltimore. Quick turnaround Thanksgiving. They play at home against Baltimore. Are they going to uh, sleep on the Jags a little bit the way the Packers did last week? You know what? I haven't decided. I was I, I'm going back and forth on this game. If I decide to play this game, I would take Jacksonville. Yeah. I would take Jacksonville because Pittsburgh, they're just a methodical team. They're not out to wipe people out. It just seems like ever since I was a kid, they went 25 to 16. You know, they're, they're very rarely, unless they played the Cleveland Browns back in the day, would they have the 49 to 3 games and stuff like that. So, I, you know what? 10 and a half points is a lot, yep. but it could be one of those weeks that the favorites win. I found out this little stat today. I did not know that 57% of road dogs had covered so far this year. Yeah. And then I figured it out. Well, yeah, you go to the dog pound, there's no dog pound. There's, you're on the five-yard line as an opponent, okay? And, and, and usually you might have a fumble, a false start. You're on the five-yard line. The dog pound is yelling. There's no dog pound. Not the as road, intimidating. The road dogs are doing better because there's no people there waving towels, getting crazy, yelling epitaphs to them, and stuff like that. So I think that's been a big difference. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, not not as uh, intensive an environment because no. no fans in the stands. All right, when we come back, Mike and I will continue to go through Week 11 plus some of the college games, and then Jim Miller's got ponies in Jimmy! just a little bit. That's right, our guy from Hawthorne. Don't miss him. He gave out another winner last week. Mike and I are coming right back. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple with Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're presented by PropSwap. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. Bears on by, but we got lots to talk about. We've been working our way through week 11 in the NFL. want to talk about some of the big college games here. Uh, Mike was a winner again with Notre Dame last week, just oh. barely covering that two-touchdown spread. They're on oh. by this week, too, but, boy, that was a thriller at Boston College. I love Ian Book. Laying I the do. points. This guy comes up with big passes, third and 10, third and 12, you know, fourth and two. The guy's a clutch quarterback, man. Nobody's talking about him. He's going to make somebody. I don't know what kind of talent he has. I don't know if he's got uh, talent enough to start in the league. I watch a lot of guys that aren't as clutch as him in college that go farther in the pros. I don't know, but he looks really good. The team looks really good. I mean, this looks like a legit, not the Notre Dame team of Teo back in the day. I never 
thought they had a chance. I think this team does. Their offensive line is a juggernaut, awesome. for God's sake. They weigh, they weigh people down. They wear them down, man. And Brian Kelly is having his best year coaching. Yeah, he's there. They've been good. They and you're right about that line. I mean, they just they oh. turn them out. They have in recent years. I mean, it's impressive. They got a factory going on right now with those guys, no doubt. Uh, how about Wisconsin and Northwestern, both undefeated? The matchup in Evanston this weekend. That's not an eleven o'clock game, so that's no. good. That's good. Uh, this is this is a two thirty game. Weather should be okay. A little cool tomorrow, but uh, the no precipitation in the forecast. Northwestern is getting seven and a half at home. They were a five uh, five times last year. Five times they were a home underdog. They failed to cover in each and every one of them, but this Northwestern team might be a little bit different, and this defense is really playing well, Mike. Yeah, you know, Carm, I had up the middle on this. I had both sides, uh, strengths. I mean, even on one side, even on the other side. I, I'm glad I did in a way. Um, I love what Pat Fitzgerald does. I just love the way he coaches his football team, but Wisconsin's a juggernaut too, and uh, I'm glad I don't have to make a decision. I don't even have a lean no. on this game because it came out even for me. Well, well, Merkin is the Badger, and uh, he loves Wisconsin. But even Merck says they don't That's what play he's known well for in Evanston. In the, neighborhood. in the neighborhood, he's known as the Badger. He's the Badger. And oh, yeah. he's, he said they don't play well in Evanston. And I think Todd Furman earlier today with uh, Yerk and me had the stat that I think it's Wisconsin's won five. I'm sorry, uh, Northwestern has won five of the last six at home mm-hmm. against the Badger. So if anything, if you really want to back Coach Fitz, there's a couple yeah. of stats for you. Uh, we love Coach Fitz, too. I'm with Mike. I will not be playing this game. Hopefully it's just a no, good I'll be one. Rooting I'd for like North to cheer Western, for North. Me, too. I, think, I mean, I, I just didn't have a read on it. I mean, if yeah. I had Wisconsin, I would have bet it. With apologies to Pat, but uh, there's no clear read to it, which in my my world is a good thing for NU. Yeah. It really is. I'm slightly tempted to back the Hoosiers. Uh, they have covered in seven of the last nine against Ohio State, and this is by far the best team they've had in those last nine games. This be the 10th game uh, against Ohio State. Uh, they're still, even though they're undefeated and uh, they're off to a very good start this year, they're catching 20 and a half. Wow. Pretty lopsided rivalry. Uh, only two of the last 10 matchups have been decided by 14 points or less. But again, Indiana oftentimes gets a lot of points, and they've covered a lot of these spreads against Indiana uh, is the uh, Indiana is the independent hot st- hot dog stand owner on 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 Cicero Avenue yeah. that is doing land office business, and then Portillo's comes in and builds a joint a block away. Guess who's guess who's playing Indiana? Portillo's. Okay, oh, yeah, you really? I mean, seriously, take a look at the spread. This doesn't make any sense. It's to amazing. Me. And you know what? I know this. People haven't seen enough of Ohio State to lay 20 points against anybody. I know that. And by the way, this coach for Ohio State, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, Urban Meyer is so celebrated, yet he leaves and the, the program's better Ryan without Day, yep. him. Yeah. I, and, and and you know what? If you're looking for the next Bearhead coach, why don't we look over there? Because mm. I see a lot of creativity. I know he's got the talent, and he won't have the same amount of talent pro-wise as he does college-wise. But that coach for Ohio State knows how to coach. I I'm not. I, I watched him. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's been fabulous. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, Urban had a, a you know served that suspension? They got yeah. to a three and zero start walked when he right was on in. the sidelines. He walked right in. You're right. No, he's been absolutely tremendous. I, he's a hot property to me. But I will tell you this: I just think, and I I, I have no opinion on this game because it graded out about even. But if I had a gun to my head. And you give Indi- – why do I think if I took Indiana plus 20 and a half, the final score is 49 to 10, oh, Ohio God. State? I know, right? You like, know? Uh... I've seen this happen so many times. 
That's what I'm scared of, too. Like, I want to make the case for the Hoosiers, but I'm with you. Like, the minute I pull the trigger on that, you're right. They go out and they get, you know, sm- like you said, it's 49-10. And it's like, Sometimes the best bet is the one you don't make, man. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. Maybe just Stay away from it. Let's see too. what happens. Because sometimes I go, why didn't I bet this game? By the end of the game, I'm going, God, am I glad I didn't bet this game. <laughs> right? I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, back to the NFL with a few games. How about yeah. Sunday Night Football? we got Chiefs-Raiders, Mike, and this is the one blemish on the year for the Chiefs where the Raiders pushed the ball down the field. They took advantage of uh, sort of a, a depleted and banged up chief secondary, and it worked. They won in Arrowhead. Chiefs should be fired up to maybe get a little revenge. This team is always great coming out of bye because Andy Reid is always great coming out of bye. Eighteen and three straight up for Andy Reid off the bye, so he does well with this week off, this extra week to prepare. Can the Raiders keep the, the problem? Is we don't know how many healthy guys they're going to have because of COVID uh, protocols that they uh, continue to have trouble with. So yeah. I don't know what to expect. Like who's going to be able to play for that Raiders defense? I want to make a case for Oakland here, but I'm worried about all the COVID stuff and all the the little practice time they had this yeah. week. Yeah, I mean you just take your. I mean I hate to sit out a Sunday night game. Right. I will probably tweet the the winner out of this game. Just watch for my t- north to north. I always tag Carmen. Last week I went 3 and 0. I tagged the odds couple yep. for the tweet. If I was going to lean, I want to see what kind of shape the Raiders are in. But before this COVID thing, really now today I read more about it. They were grading it, Oakland was grading out or the Vegas was grading out to cover the spread in yep. this one. I, I mean, they went to Kansas City and won. So yes, they did. It do, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is mad. Raiders are getting eight at home. But once again, maybe they're getting at eight because of the COVID situation, too. I think that could have something to do yep. with it. Um, yeah, because they just have had another tumultuous week where they've had to mostly do their practices with Zoom. And that might not be ideal against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, yeah, I, well, let's see how it plays out this weekend. What we know comes Sunday night. That's a good piece of advice. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. There's tons of games. Tons of games. You're right, and you can wait this one out a little bit to see. Although there's about 14 cancellations this week, right? We got a lot of college games that have been canceled again. Yes, absolutely. And we knew that was going to be tough. I had Fresno ready to go. I had Fresno ready to destroy San Jose State, folks, getting two and a half. Mm. And all of a sudden, thank God, before I went on the air with Jeff Miller and and Carmen, I looked like a half hour before. And I said, what's the status of the game? They said, it's called. And it was called 14 hours before, so I'm glad I saw that. That wouldn't have been good. No, that would not have been good. Good thing you, good thing you got that. And that's what you have to do in this crazy year. You, gotta you really got to stay on top of it. Yeah. You got to check. I'll tell you what. I've been having such a good run this, uh, that that now, I, you know what, you feel like you can't lose. But one mistake, one COVID thing can knock you back on your rear end. So I think the NFL's been doing a good job with the yes. college. is so widespread, and it's harder to manage with all the different leagues and stuff. I think there's so many athletic directors that are purely just scared to death to even play one game. And then there's others that are saying, let's go for it. So it's different wherever you go. Uh, but the Trevor Lawrence thing, if they miss another game oh, for yeah, whatever that, yeah. reason, he's not going to win the Heisman. No, you can probably close the book on right. it then if he misses right. one more game. You're right. Yeah, it's, we knew it was going to be tough in college because, yep. like you said, it's just there's so much going on. It's tough to police. The NFL's been doing a good job. Yeah, for sure. All right, when we come back, our guy Jim Miller's got Jim some ponies. Ed. Yeah, it's our man. He's uh, gave out another nice winner last week. So we'll get some horses uh, and maybe Hawthorne and around the country for you for this weekend. And then Mike and I have our best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere. We're rolling along. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValgo on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We are the odds couple here on ESPN 1000, and it's that time to talk to our man Jim Miller. Jimmy! We love him. He's our guy from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. He gave out another winner last week. Unfortunately, he gave it out uh, to us on Friday, mm-hmm. and the horse was about 30-1 to 1 in the morning line. By the time the race went off Saturday night, it was bet down to 2-1. to one. And in the world of paramutual racing, unfortunately, you don't get that 30-1. to one, You get the 2-1. to one. Jimmy Miller moves the lines, Mike. Yeah, there's nobody that has more influence in this country uh, when it comes to forget about stocks, forget about Warren Buffett, forget about anything else, forget about all the big money people. It's Jimmy Miller. He says, I like this horse, and That's all of a sudden, it. it drops. Jimmy, what happened? 30-1 to one to 2-1? to one? It's amazing, because here's the thing. The horse had just been running okay leading up to that race and then all of a sudden everything came together and i watch and the odds are low early on and then they stayed low and at least the horse ran to the odds the horse won by daylight it was never never a challenge horse by the name of promise was kept but uh yeah it's one of those things and when you see early money especially in horse racing a lot of people tend to kind of follow that and think hey somebody knows something early on so you Mm -hmm. got those early wagers and the horse opened as the favorite and just stayed right there. Hey, at least the horse came through, and a winner's a winner, right, That's guys? right, absolutely. And the weather continues to stay uh, pretty good. I mean, I know come Sunday we're going to probably get some rain, but for tonight and tomorrow it still looks yeah. pretty good at Hawthorne, right? Yeah, so good here at Hawthorne. Here's the thing, guys. We're back to no spectators on site just with the new mitigations in place, but fortunately we're able to continue racing, and that's the most important thing is these horsemen are able to continue racing. You can go to the Club Hawthorne app and place all your wagers right there. But uh, weather does look good, at least for Mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday, and that's the thing. We're on the turf course, and turf racing at this time of year is really a beautiful thing because it means fuller fields, it means a lot better racing, and it means the ability to get a little bit more value. So Mother Nature has Mm -hmm. definitely at least been favorable to us this fall. It's good to see you, Jimmy, in the hard hat, the vest, uh, doing your inner village people, you know what I mean, (laughs) walking around. And then, basically, I'm saying to myself, well, with no people now, you guys can uh, do more construction. I mean, did the people stop, or was it getting too dark anyway when things were happening, or is this going to make the the construction quicker, even though it's bad that you're not allowed to have any fans in? Um, Yeah, no no fans definitely hurts for having patrons on the site. I'll tell you, the weather and having the fans located to a smaller section of the racetrack definitely has helped for the construction, because this is really an accelerated project anyway. But when you talk about the changes, the sacrifices the horsemen have made, for example, is their typical training hours used to be about 6 a.m. until about 10 a.m. Well, now construction wants to start because there's not a whole lot of daylight. So we turn on all the lights at Hawthorne, shine this place up at 5 a.m. so horses can come on the track and train earlier in the day, and they can get done earlier. And then the construction crews come in, and they're just tearing through the facility. But really, it is. It's an accelerated project. We want this project done. Hopefully, by this time next year, we're talking about getting ready for a grand opening. So when you're talking about the mass of this project for a full casino, a full sports book, a full racing outlet, and everything basically looking brand new, it it is. It's a very fast project. Weather has helped. 
not having fans here, at least in that larger section, does help the project. And that's what we want to do to help racing in the state. All right, Jimmy, what do we like for the weekend, buddy? All right, we're back at Hawthorne again. Got to go to the home track. And you mentioned, Carm, that we can stay on the turf. So we're going to start with the turf first on Saturday, race number one. Bet this horse to win in place, the eight-horse Santino. This is a horse that actually beat better in last. Gets an outside post again, but gets pace to chase again and loves the turf course. So bet the eight-horse Santino and race one to win in place. And then two horses across the board. Both of them are strong closers. Both of them will be good prices. So in race number six, the 10-horse, Little Baltar, bad break in its last out, came flying late to finish fourth. And then in race number nine, the 10-horse, Taps Big Shot. This is a horse that could be somewhere around 10-1 to 1 because you have a couple of horses that will be very strong favorites. But again, a horse that sits back early and comes flying at him late in the lane. All right, the first, uh, all three at Hawthorne tomorrow. The first race, the eight-horse win in place. The sixth race, the 10-horse across the board. And the ninth race, also the 10-horse across the board, right? That's right. And hopefully we're not getting two to one on everything. But, hey, if it's a winner, it's a winner. We'll take the winners. Jimmy, thanks, buddy. Talk to you next week. Jimmy! All right, boys. Take care. See you, buddy. There's Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes in the world of horse racing. But yeah, but at right. least you won. A win's a win. Totally agree, Mike. But, Absolutely. I mean, he brought, he brings it down. I mean, look, the, the odds couple, I mean, it's Destination Radio. Everybody knows that. The same way Bonanza was, Destination Television back in the day, or Friends or Seinfeld. So people listen, and then they just make their picks. There's that's no right. doubt that that's people right. pounded that horse because he's been winning. I think he's won like six out of the last seven weeks. Something, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. given out a lot of winners. Yeah. He has. All right, let's try to do the same thing. You are red hot, my friend. I'm going to let okay. Mike uh, go first here. The last couple weeks, just incredible. So, Let's keep it rolling. What do we like? What are the best bets? What are right. we feeling? From well, on your guy's show this afternoon, boy, if you don't listen to Yurko and Carmen, and then Jeff was sitting in today, Miller, you're missing a lot, folks. That's all I'm going to tell you. And I had Cal uh, minus uh, the three. And then I'm only picking one game. This uh, The NFL card is weak in a way. I do have certain leans. I sort of, you know, uh, lean Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking one game, folks, and I'm taking one game only. But this is a game I unload on. That's just the way it is. The Dallas Cowboys have had a bye week. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is back. Okay? Andy Dalton's been embarrassed, just like a lot of the other Cowboys, because of their play. Minnesota are coming off a short week, if I'm not mistaken, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I'm not saying Minnesota can't beat them, but you're giving the Dallas Cowboys seven. It looks very beatable if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. If you, You're probably saying 40 to, to 10. They're hurting. They're this. They're that. I'm taking Dallas into seven points. All right, and Mike McCarthy off of bye. He's normally been pretty good in his yep. career, too, and you're right. The Cowboys have had extra time, and it's a short week after three straight division games for the yes. Vikings, so I like it. I like a college game here. You know, the Bearcats have been uh, terrific. We talked about how great Ryan Day has been. How about uh, Luke Fickle, the job he yep. has done, uh, another former Buckeye, the job he's done at Cincinnati. And if Cincinnati's going to make a push for the playoff, they need style points. We've seen it uh, as of late. They've covered in four straight. They've put up at least 38 points in each of those four games. And defensively, they are a monster. Uh, not only can they score, but they have the third-best scoring defense in the nation, giving up just 12.4 points per game. I know the Knights are really good offensively, but I think the Bearcats slow them down, and I think they cover the 5.5, so I like uh, Cincinnati this week. They're weekend. playing Central Florida, right, They're my playing friend? Central Florida. You got it. They're oh, on the road. And boy, I normally don't like laying those points on the road. What but time is that game? Oh, don't tell me it's an 11 o'clock. I don't know. I'm not sure. They usually play 11, but they got, I mean, I you got to find that out for yourself. You, But 
I'm not discouraging it. Are these you damn, kidding me? These damn eleven o'clock games. Oh, that's a, that, I got that, That's a two thirty. Oh, you're in. <laughs> you're in. Two thirty is gold. It's a, it's a two thirty, and okay. and I'll and I'll, t- I'll say one more about the NFL. I kind of agree with you on the NFL card, man. I did a Yo, lot of brutal. sort of back and forth this week. It is. It's tough. I I think a little lean towards the Eagles. I think is a good play, especially with Miles Garrett being out. I know Todd Furman really liked that pick because he thinks this is kind of the Eagles' season here. They really got to have a good showing, and he thinks they're going to get it at Cleveland. I kind of do, too. I mean, the Browns don't really cover spreads. They're just 3-6. and But six. you're not going to take that game. No, right? but I, I would lean a little bit towards the Eagles. There's another one I like a little bit more, though. I'm actually going to back the Falcons getting the four points uh, at Very the Saints. Good. Yeah, I, you know, I, Jameis Winston's not starting. It is Taysom Hill. Uh, but the Falcons. What does that tell you? About Jameis Winston, I don't know, I, but but you know what? I'm, like, I'm not sure, but I th- for whatever reason, Sean Payton just loves Taysom Hill. He yeah, but Jameis him. Winston was like a well, he's out of his mind, but he was so he was a stud in college, and he was a number one pick and everything else. And yeah, he's playing beside behind uh, a Wildcat guy. I know it's kind of crazy, and it just makes me like the Falcons right. even a little bit more. To be honest, they've played well under Raheem Morris. They really should be four and zero. They botched the Detroit game. Todd Who are really- the Lions playing? The Lions this week are the Lions have uh, the Panthers this week. That's going to be a good game. I I have a strong lean towards the Panthers. Okay, strong, strong. lean. But I only got the one game, and you're taking Atlanta. And, and I'll take taking... Atlanta. I'll take Atlanta and Cincinnati. Oh, this that's a nice college. little double. That's a nice little double winner for you, Mike. There friend. you go. The Falcons will try to go to four and one uh, if they can win out right under Morris. They played much better under him, and they're coming out of bye. So there you go. Um, have a great weekend, everybody, as always. And we say thanks to Randy Merkin. Thanks Randy. to Sean Davis for helping out. Thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Jimmy. And Mikey, happy wagering. I, I hope you stay red hot, my part, my man. We'll uh, talk to everybody. And by the way, next week, Mike and I are going to be on early. We will be on Wednesday night oh, 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 going into it. the Thanksgiving weekend. That's oh. right. It's going to be great. So it's going to be a quick turnaround for us too, Mike. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, okay? I don't know if we can handle it. We hope the legs are okay. We hope we got, we were able to chart everything for you folks. But we appreciate it, folks. Let's keep winning, Carm. Let's keep doing it. Uh, for Mike, I'm Carmen. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Wednesday before the Thanksgiving holiday on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.